In today's show, we're going to talk about bacon. Mmm, bacon. This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley from Paladin Financial. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley. Welcome to Paladin Financial Talk. This is Jeff Foley with Paladin Financial, and thank you for joining us here today. We have Mr. Tony Shore with us, our lovely co-host, and uh, we were talking you know, between the, the cold open and, and now we're talking a little bit about bacon here, a little bacon chat. Oh, yeah. And uh, you well, were trying to remember what the fake there was a fake bacon in the, the imitation bacon in the 80s. Yep. And I can't yep. remember what it was called. It was thin and microwavable. Yeah. Not not too pretty. It was they nasty. Sh- they yeah. should have called it fake and bacon. They should. Fake and bacon. Yeah. All right. We've held true, folks. We've talked about bacon. That was just a, a, a lure to get you in to listen to, to de- today's show. Now we're switching to finance. Much <laughs> yes. better. Right? Hard right turn. Hard right turn. <laughs> we'll see if we can work some bacon in later. Um, no, today's show, we're going to talk about how you know it's important to manage risk in retirement as you either, if you're close to retirement, you're getting prepared to start using your assets for income. Or if you're listening to today's show and you're already in retirement, risk is even that much more important. But we're going to talk about a specific risk that your investments might decrease in value and some causes of that. So there's a lot of different risks that that come into play as an investor, as a taxpayer, as a, a business owner, whatever hats you might wear. Just to ramble off a few, you have interest rate risk, which we're actually going to talk about. Market risk, we'll touch on inflation risk, currency risk, reinvestment risk, business risk, liquidity risk, financial risk, long-term purchases, trading risk, options trading. We could go on. Whoa, slow down there, yeah. speed racer. Slow the roll. Holy <laughs> shnikes. That's, uh, that's a lot of risk. <laughs> Yeah, I, so, I've always thought you were, I thought you were risque, not risky. <laughs> right. There's a difference, right? There is. Okay. We're not going to talk about that. No. It's a different show. All no. right. All right. But we are talking about managing our risk, especially when it comes to our finances and retirement, right? Exactly. And before we get into defining risk and, and what impacts those things, we want to step up, step back a little bit. We're going to talk about coloring your assets and simplifying things and looking at assets in two colors that we talked oh, about. I like to color things. I know you do. We, I like that big box of crayons. Yes. Remember the big one? The 64, the, the, the 128. 64, <laughs> the 128 with the sharpener built yes. in. Huh? Yes. Now big the, time. that was big a time. box of crayons right yeah. there. <laughs> now we're going to talk about red assets and green assets. And for those of you that that know me and, and work with us, you're, you're familiar with our their color approach to assets, but you have green assets. Those are safer things that you know relatively well what they're going to do over time. You're not worried about them going down in value uh, because of the market or interest rates or whatnot. You know relatively well what they're going to do, but you're not going to get rich overnight with them. The other, uh, some examples of that, your checking account, your savings account, bank CDs, uh, fixed annuities, fixed index annuities, treasuries, you know, government bonds of different sorts. Those are wow. those are green assets. So the other side are red assets. Those are things that can go up and down in value. 
and your principal is not protected. Correct, exactly. But whereas green, that's your uh, money that's green, that's where the principal's protected, and there's some amount of safety there. Correct, yes, Yes, exactly. So red assets, they can go up in value, they can go down in value, and depending on the type of red asset, that can vary quite a bit, and we'll get into talking about some of that today. But if you're tracking along, simplifying things, green assets are safer, red assets are at risk. Okay. That makes perfect sense. So what are some things out there that could cause our investments to lose value then? Yeah. So I rambled a, a number of those off there you a did. moment ago. Yeah. You, you gave us quite a list, <laughs> uh, 50 or 60. <laughs> well, just dial in on two of those. So okay. these are things that are going to impact the value of your red assets or, or at-risk things. And one risk we'll talk about is interest rate risk. And that's the risk that I have an asset that's tied to interest rates I use an example, uh, a bond or a bond mutual fund. Yep. And if interest rates go up, those generally are going to go down in value. And the logic with that is we'll take uh, 3M, big local company here. Let's say they issue a five-year bond and you give them your money. They're going to pay you interest and you get your principal at the end of five years as long as they're there. They might give you making up numbers. Let's say they give you a 3%. But they also offer a 10-year bond. Maybe they offer 4% for the 10-year bond. So your money's tied up longer. They're going to give you a higher interest rate. If interest rates increase, once those bonds are issued, the value of those bonds is going to go down because a company like 3M or 3M comes out with a new offering of a five-year and a 10-year bond, they're going to pay more interest on those new bonds. So the old ones that were issued when rates were lower are worth less. So the longer the term of that bond, the bigger a change in the value of that bond when interest rates change. So if interest rates go up, bond values go down and vice versa. If interest rates go down, bond values go up. So that's interest rate risk. If you have bonds, you have bond mutual funds, that, that's one factor that can impact the value of that red asset. Um, the other one we'll talk about is market risk. So that is the general risk of- That's you, the big one. Yeah. That's most common because um, the majority of people out there have the majority of their money in stocks. Exactly. Yep. Well, stick with 3M since we're on that. Let's say you look at 3M stock and look at the chart, you Google that and look at how that's done over time. Let's say nothing changes with 3M. Market risk reflects there's a general change in the mood of the market and worry about the economy and so forth that impacts people's perception of the value of 3M. Nothing changed with 3M. That would be security-specific risk and the valuation of that company. But people, in general, people feel better or worse about the economy. People are worried there might be a tariff from China on Post-it notes. (laughs) Could be. Well, that would get into a security-specific risk. That's true. That's more specific, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So market risk is broad. It's external factors that have nothing to do with the company, but they obviously impact Like the elections. Exactly. People worried about the elections affecting the stock value. Correct. Correct. That would be- Yep. And what are things going to do with interest rates and the, you name it. So we have interest rate risk that impacts things like bonds and bond mutual funds, market risk. You have securities like stocks, for example, that. So those are some of the risks. And then we want to look at, well, how do we measure the risk of a particular security of a particular investment? And the, the geeky term we're going to use here is standard deviation. And that's simply a statistical measure of how much the value of something changes, the volatility of that. 
and how that changes over time in relation to its average return, which is otherwise known as the mean. So the higher the number, the higher the standard deviation, that means the value of that thing can vary quite a bit more. Oh, yeah. So applying that to what do I care about that? If you have one standard deviation, that means that 68% of your returns are going to fall within one standard deviation under the average and one standard deviation of, uh, above the average. Two standard deviations covers 95% of returns and three standard deviations covers 99.7%. So lower standard deviation, you have a better idea of what your return is going to be over time. And a lot of people like the security of knowing what that return will be. Uh, and the problem with the market is you never really know because, you know, obviously the market is the market. Yep, exactly. That's Nobody has a crystal ball. But long term, you can look at, you know, what makes the most sense for your personal situation, which is what you help people do. Correct. correct. Yes. That's, so that's what we can help you to navigate and understand. What do I what do I have today? How does that how risky is that? Yeah. So we talked about red assets. How red are my assets or are they more on the, the pink end of the spectrum, if you will? <laughs> yeah. So a couple of examples here we'll, we'll, without naming names, we're going to look at a, a very popular bond index fund that some of you listening might own this in your portfolio. So bonds generally have a lower standard deviation, a lower risk level than stocks. So this bond fund that I'm looking at in a printout sheet from Morningstar has a bunch of n- numbers about its returns and so forth. But if I zoom in and look at the standard deviation for that bond fund over the last three years, that standard deviation has been 3.3. Now, if we change the page here and look at a popular S&P 500 type index fund, which is all equities, that standard deviation over the past three years is 12.1. So which one, so that's how you measure risk is by using that standard deviation, that statistical measure. So which one of those has more risk then? Correct. So the fi- the S&P 500 index fund, that one has more risk. The 12 standard deviation is a lot higher yeah, than the 3.3. So ballparking, that's about four times as much. But there's also variation. more up- potential upside. Correct. Is, uh, that's exactly. what you have to look at. So if you're not willing to take risk, you have to realize you're not going to have the potential for as much return. And we'll, we'll tie that back with that bond index fund over the past three years. There's always a sacrifice. Yeah. If you want a bigger potential return, you have to sacrifice. You have to be willing to take, you the can't risk. always have your cake and your pizza and eat them, eat them as well. <laughs> and eat them and still eat them. Yeah. Something, yeah, like, something like that. that. Yeah. Good. <laughs> so that bond, bond mutual fund over the past three years, standard deviation was 3.3 the mean return, which is simply the average, it's not angry. It's just an average. (laughs) (laughs) The mean return is 3.2. Okay. That's for the bond fund. Going back to the S&P 500 index fund, standard deviation 12, mean return last three years, 13.2. So you took ballpark, roughly four times as much risk, received four times as much return, but it can swing the other way have the risk, but have negative returns. So we want to understand what do we own today in our portfolio? So if you're listening, you have a 401k, you have IRAs, whatever your stuff is, we want to dig in and look at each of the investments you have, whether it's mutual funds, stocks, bonds, cash, cash, you name it. And so that's what impacts the level of risk is what it's in, what the money is invested in. Correct. Yeah. So we can help you to understand, here's what I have today. How risky overall, how red is my portfolio? How much green stuff do I have 
how much red stuff, and make sure that that is appropriate based on your particular situation. So basically, uh, we need to look at what is impacting the level of risk that we have in our investments, and that would be stocks or bond versus bonds versus cash are three of the biggies, exactly. and other things fit within those categories as well. Exactly. So cash would would not have a standard deviation because it's staying staying the same. It's not going down How about in value. Re- real estate or REITs that that would be those can be riskier as well, and we, yeah. we could drill down well which which real estate. You know, there are yeah. different types. So yeah, well, that's the first thing we'll do is we'll show you, and I mentioned Morningstar here. If you come in for our complimentary second opinion, we'll run all of your investments through Morningstar and show you, here's a summary, a bird's eye view of what you have today. What do you have in stocks? What do you have in bonds? How risky is it? Are you getting paid for the return that you're taking? So if I'm taking a, a 12 standard deviation, a higher risk over time, I should be getting paid for that, particularly if you look at the last several years and and uh, we've had a very strong run in the market. So we want to make sure we're getting paid for the risk that we're taking, uh, not just taking the risk. Yeah. And then uh, different people have different levels of personal risk tolerance. Like my risk tolerance might be different than yours. You might be somebody who said, I want to go for it. Exactly. I want to take the risk because I want to, you know, uh, you know, try to catch as much of the upside as possible. So I'm willing to take a risk of losing a bigger percentage based on, I know that I would have a potential for more return versus somebody who might be a little more conservative with their money and say, I don't want to risk anything. Yep. You know, I, you know, it's sometimes it's the question, how much are you willing to lose when you're in the stock market? Nothing. Right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's under my yep. mattress. But it, then you're losing money as well. So if we that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. And then, no, that's a good point too, that there is a risk of that. If you have all of your stuff in green assets, you run the risk of going broke safe, safely over time because that's not keeping pace with inflation. It's opportunity cost because your yep. you're inflation and the loss of uh, opportunity for growth, those those are the two things that eat away at our green yep. money or safe money, right? Absolutely. And I, great example of this. I, I couldn't make this up. This has actually occurred a couple of weeks ago. I had a, a couple that came in, attended one of our seminars. You want to go out to our website at financialpaladin.com. Uh, look at our upcoming events. If you're interested to coming, coming to one of those, make sure that you register. But they came to one of our events, took us up on our offer to provide them a complimentary second opinion on their retirement plan. They come in and sit down and they had completed our color money risk analysis, which we'll come back to here in a moment. No joke. This is a second marriage. He has 99% of his assets in red stuff. The only, the 1% is his checking account. She has 98% of her assets in green stuff. The, the 2% is an investment. He recommended that she finally, you know, dip your toe in the water, try this out, put sure. your money in. And it's, it's been tied up. It hasn't done well. She can't get her money out. It's illiquid. So it's kind of a running joke. You know, that 2% shouldn't have been there. <laughs> so they're literally, they're married. They're literally opposite ends of the spectrum. Their, their risk scores were different. Their assets are different. They both have different sets of risks as a result of that. As you mentioned, there are trade-offs with it. Sure. So we want to understand ourselves and understand what our personal risk tolerance is. And the first step to do that is go out to our website Again, financialpaladin.com. And the very first button that you'll see up there says color of money. So you click on that. There are 11 questions, just takes a couple minutes to answer. And that will give you your proprietary risk tolerance scores. Yeah, I've done it. It's quick, fun, and easy. Yes, exactly. 
Yep. No bacon, but it's yeah. okay. So I added a couple. <laughs> I thought there should be more questions, so I answered a couple you didn't ask me, <laughs> Jeff. Favorite movie, favorite song. <laughs> I I hand wrote those in favorite favorite '80s <laughs> band. I I hand wrote a, in a bunch and. Uh, listeners, you can do the same. Yes. Yeah. Right. Jeff enjoys that. Favorite movie is a big, That's he's a big movie buff. So uh, do that. You'll have a fun conversation uh, just to keep it fun. But the whole thing, even without that, the 11 questions, uh, they're good. They're easy. They're fun. And you learn a lot from it, don't you? Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So that's a starting point. That gives you your personal risk tolerance. If you're married, you want to compare that to your spouses. And then secondly, we're going to compare your risk tolerance to your assets. How much do you have in green stuff? How much do you have in red stuff? Are you in alignment with your personal risk tolerance? Now, if you're 40 years old and you're taking a lot of risk and you're not retiring for a long time, um, but you're more conservative, it may not be the end of the world if the market crashes tomorrow or goes sideways for five years. But if you're close to retirement or you're in retirement and those assets are more important because you're now going to start using them, it's important that we have that dialed in and you're taking an appropriate amount of risk based on your personal economy, as we call it. Sure. And uh, so you have to figure out a way to measure your tolerance for risk. And that uh, color of money risk analysis is exactly how you do that. And like you said, there's no cost to take that. Uh, and the link is right there on your main page, right? Correct. Yep. So financialpaladin.com. Or if you're interested in, in taking that next, next step, coming in for a complimentary second opinion, give us a call at 877-219-3199 uh, or on our website, financialpaladin.com. Take that color money risk analysis or check out our upcoming seminars that we have in the Twin Cities area. Register for one of those. They're an hour long. Uh, great information, giving an idea of some things that you can change in your retirement to optimize what you have and also learn more about that complimentary second opinion. Sure. And you keep saying the name Paladin. That's the name of your company and the website. Um, but uh, there's a lot of interchangeable vowels in there. So for our listeners, because <laughs> uh, it's uh, financialpaladin.com, correct? Yep. Uh, how do you spell Paladin? No, good question. It's P is in Paul, A L A. D-I-N, so Paladin. So two A's and an I in there, right? Yes, you yeah. got it. <laughs> a lot of people are going to want to put the E or maybe even a U somewhere. <laughs> Don't the do silent, it. Don't do it. The silent S. Yes. Uh, so, but uh, no, that's awesome. And I, I really uh, think that's great. A lot of resources there. So I wanted to make sure our listeners were able to find the site. Now we're almost out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we go today for our listeners? No, you know, have a, That's have it. a great, wonderful day. We're about a week away from Thanksgiving. So everyone have a wonderful time with their families, safe holidays, enjoy some bacon along the way. We got one oh, more yeah. plug, plug for bacon in there. <laughs> We're not paid by the bacon council. No, there's, I wonder if there is a bacon council. Oh, well, there there's the be. pork council. Yes. Sure. Yeah. There's the pork. Change producer. their name. Let's the just... pork producers of America. I think it's called or something like that. Seriously. Yeah. The, yeah. The pig, they, pig logo. Yeah. You don't want to dis bacon. They'll come after you hard. <laughs> They've got a lot of pull. You, you think you're afraid of the unions? Holy cow! The pork producers. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow! Get it? Pork producers. I should have said. A lot of pull. Pulled pork. Oh boy! Wow, we could keep going forever, but uh, we, <laughs> we just won't. lost any listeners we had, Jeff. So uh, let's wrap it up, and that does it for today's episode of Paladin Financial Talk with our host Jeff Foley. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. 
don't pay too much for taxes, or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. Jeff Foley and Paladin Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.